Anyone can talk football. Not everyone can do it East Coast style. The East Coast Gridiron Podcast, starting now. All right. Well, I think I cut in the music there a little early, but what's <laughs> going on, everybody? This is uh, the East Coast Gridiron Podcast here for episode uh, 15. This is an emergency episode. <laughs> you know, we, we had to do this going because on. the draft is on um, on Thursday. So uh, that's that's going to be a really fun show. I can't, yes, I can't wait yeah. for that. Can't wait. Uh, we got the Wire to Wire guys going to jump on with us. Um, David Sell in the chat. He said, everybody, it's me. Oh, I messed up you guys' camera. Let me move this stuff over here. Let me move this stuff over here. All right. There we go. There we go. All We're right. back. <laughs> I never left. Shout out to the um, Death Valley Dingoes. I don't know if you guys know about nice. uh, not the expert on YouTube, but I had to had to support support my guy. Um, but this is everybody's favorite couch quarterback, Dante, here again with Don, the stats guru and the uh, fantasy football god. <laughs> what's up nice um death valley dingoes yeah death valley dingoes and then also uh fullback university he did a, <laughs> he did a series on uh they were called the ugf pandas that was his very nice. first one nice but uh he made some shirts and i had to i had to cop those so uh this was, as you know emergency stream i don't have any of the fancy stuff on here but we still got a shout out Go to the merch store, eastcoastgridironmerch.com. Grab you a t-shirt. Got the ECG yes. t-shirt, the, the vertical one now. Working on some other stuff. Had to get the ideas from the other guys. And then, uh, as you guys see up in the chat, we got um, a float posters himself. Yes. <laughs> David Self. Yeah. All and, hanging out behind me. Uh, yeah, you see him? <laughs> Check it out. So, um. Did, did he did he throw a little little extra poster in there for you yeah i got a fourth poster free when i ordered three so i don't uh, know if that's a special deal just for me or that's out there for everybody so uh, i'll let him decide i don't want to put promises out there to him <laughs> yeah i'll let him decide that <laughs> um so yeah this is like an ask me anything kind of show um it was it was too early for us to do some research on some topics but uh if anybody's in the chat Go ahead and ask us anything. We can ask each other questions, what our expectations are for the draft. Um, just He said just for Rob, so check that out. Awesome. Yep. Well, thank you, Mr. Sill. <laughs> um, and then YouTube. We, we got to talk about our YouTube channel a little bit. So if you guys are not subscribed yeah. to the YouTube channel. Um, get there. Yeah, get there. Yeah. That's the <laughs> one place where the full episodes are going to go for now on. Um, it's just a little easier for me to direct traffic that way since, you know, you can put stuff up on social media and it just drags you out for the uh, the full video over there. So I put I still do put snippets of the episodes on there um, around some of the subjects just to, you know, get your guys interest. Um, you know, I actually started a, a TikTok channel uh, not too long ago of me ranting and stuff, and I'm not the biggest TikToker of all time, but... <laughs> um yeah i feel like i'm too old for that yeah i'm <laughs> too old for it i know i'm too old for it <laughs> yeah i know i'm too old for it too but you know there's a there's a, another audience there that we can take care of and yeah, uh, sure. i mean our carson wentz video that i did of when he got traded got yeah. 630 views the the jared golf 
video was pretty popular too among the fans. I don't know if you if you guys saw that video of me uh shedding a tear for Jared Goff's yeah. career. Yeah. <laughs> for his career. Yeah. That's Detroit. Yep. And then um the which one was this one when Shally was talking about Philadelphia? That one's at 583 views. So I posted that a couple days ago nice. uh, on TikTok right now. The top five uh loudest stadiums is at 136 views on TikTok. Oh, wow. So slowly but surely, you know, those videos yeah, are getting out there. That's yeah, cool. I mean, they're still pretty fresh. So, um, yeah, but I feel like the the, the YouTube itself, I think we're gonna. We might see some growth there, um, sure. you know, eventually. It's a, it's a slow burn for sure, but yeah. that, that does not stop me from wanting to do this every single day. We release a video. I, 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 yeah. You know, it's like one of those channels that we put out content almost every day for people to enjoy. Even if you don't come and yep. watch the main podcast, I break it up into, you know, segments so that you can enjoy it the whole week. So, yep, that's the way to exactly. do it. Yeah. I, I figured that'd be one way to do it. Where's your yeah. boy Fields dropping? That's what my dad said. So, um, uh, it just depends. Hey, if yeah, you if you're done, he's going at three. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a travesty for him not to go at three. It would be a huge, huge mistake for the Niners' breath. Yeah, and you know Schefter and Rappaport and all those guys are coming out saying that the Niners have basically cut it down to two, and he's not one yep. of them. Yep. You know, they, they're they're down to uh, Trey Lance and uh, Alabama. What's his Have face? Mac Jones. See if that's moving the Vegas odds at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of Vegas odds, I don't know if you guys have seen, there's there's a number of folks, and I'm, I'm not a better, um, but there's a number of folks putting money on Trevor Lawrence versus the field as the number one pick. There, there's, there's chatter. That like they're gonna shock the world and take somebody else after <laughs> it being like months and months of yeah their picks already in the books. Wait, who uh, is this? There's I gotta look it up, but it's like Trevor Lawrence. You can take a bet of Trevor Lawrence versus the field of who everybody could be the else one pick. Yeah, so you could lay a bet <laughs> that the Jags will pick anybody else. And if they pick anybody but Trevor Lawrence, you win. Like that that's stupid because they already given him the, the playbook. <laughs> oh uh, man. Will a Quill Glass from Alabama A and M get drafted? I don't know too much about him. I've heard his name pop up before though. A Quill Glass from uh, from Alabama A and M. I think Don's looking him up right now. Adam Schefter over there. He's he's looking him up. <laughs> get in there. Well, we'll see. I'd like to see, you know, if they're good players, they should get drafted, you know, if they're the best in the country. Um, look them up. Yep. We will do that. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention to you guys is um, go on YouTube and watch the Najee Harris. Um, they're doing a mini series on Najee Harris for before the draft. Something that I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but it is a really good watch on uh, what kind of kid he is and, you know, how hard he trains and kind of his path to being the number one running back. Um, But one of the things that was mentioned is he almost went to Michigan. Like, he he almost flip-flopped. Because John Har or Jim Harbaugh came down there um, to his California school and was doing all kinds of stuff trying to get him 
to come up to Michigan. But what would have been if he would have went to Michigan and became a three-year three starter versus a one-year starter? That would have been interesting. What, what? Well, he had a pretty uh, pretty uh, heavy uh, 2019 season. Uh, completed 61.2% of his passes, threw for 3,600 yards, average of 8.1. Touchdown to interception ratio of 32 to 11. And a passer rating at 147. Mm, was that a, a, a kill glass? Yes. Yeah, yeah with Alabama A&M. 6'5", 215. Hmm. So, He's got the frame, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, he, he, all, it, I mean, all three years of, of stat numbers are, are pretty decent. I mean, in 2018, threw for a little over 2,400 yards, 20 touchdowns, 9 picks. Uh, 2020, um, talking 13 touchdowns, 3 interceptions through for just yeah. under 1100 yards. Right. So well, we'll see. I mean, yeah. from I'd, from the numbers it seems like you know, not a sure it, bit, but he seems yeah, like a prospect. Gonna, it, I feel like it's going to be tough for, you know, anybody from an HBCU to get a look in the draft. I mean, yep. But you know, he's definitely put up the numbers. Yeah. I mean, who if you look at guys like um Who's the guy that went to Division Two and he led in like rushing? Yeah, Danny Woodhead. Mm-hmm. Danny Woodhead was like one of the best Division Two <laughs> running backs of all he, time. He came in so small, and everybody's like, "But look at his feet!" You know? Yeah, <laughs> he had the feeties, man. Yeah, and, and I mean, obviously, the uh, I don't know if you guys the, that whole conference was postponed, shut down last season, so they didn't they didn't play. It wasn't like uh, that's why they're playing right now. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, no, that that's uh, FCS is playing. Yeah, I guess so. But like all of their games from last season were postponed. So, mm-hmm. you know, Aquila Glass didn't get a chance to show off his senior season, basically. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Yeah, we, we don't I mean, we don't get a we're gonna get a I look got, at a lot of the smaller schools. Yeah, yeah. and um, that's just the name of the game, though. It's kind of like the WNBA and the reason why they don't get looked at as as often as probably they should, you know, in some people's cases. Yeah. But that all comes down to the monies. Sure. I mean, the SEC has their own network. The ACC has their own network. You know, the Big Ten, the Big 12. Like, <laughs> it's kind of tough to compete with that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. What's the division that um, Delaware plays in the CIAA? Or is it... uh, well, yeah, their FCS is the Colonial, the CAA. CAA, okay. Yeah, co- Colonial in... Athletic. So it's like them and like JMU, you know. Yeah. All those guys. Maine, Rhode Island, the... UMass. Yeah. Think about um, UMass used to be a division or FBS school mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And then they got kicked out. Yeah, they had to come down. Yeah, for sure. So did, uh, who was the other one? Um, Idaho, Idaho is another one. It was it um? Thinking, not North Dakota. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, Idaho. Yeah, I I remember UMass I mean, was another one. Yeah, I mean Delaware was always one of the for years was one of the powerhouses. They were one of the schools that would always attract, you know, a one A schools quarterback that got replaced would transfer down to one double a so they don't lose a year of eligibility 
And yeah. that's how they got Joe Flacco. That's how they got most of their starting quarterbacks is a, a, a transfer. Right. You know, we got, we got to talk a little bit about, you know, our, our mock draft here a little bit. Because yeah, it definitely did generated some chatter this afternoon. I did the same thing there. last year, but, you know, it was kind of funny just the way that it worked out. I mean, I literally counted who was going to go where and then averaged them out, and it still seems like Kyle Pitts is going to have a trade or the Eagles going to trade back up to six and, <laughs> from Miami and then, uh, <laughs> and then get Kyle Pitts. It could happen. Uh, Nothing is out of the realm of possibility with them, knowing that Howie Roseman is – you know, less than ideal as a uh, as a GM. But going down the list here, we had Trevor Lawrence. Of course, everybody's got Trevor Lawrence going number one. I would not take that bet, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> just knowing that yeah, the fact that they already gave him the playbook. Like, yeah. you know. I, I, I just looked it up. Trevor Lawrence is – you can still bet on Trevor Lawrence. They haven't even closed the, the bets on the other direction. But he's minus 10,000. So that means you'd have to bet ten thousand dollars to win a hundred bucks. <laughs> if you wanted to tie up ten grand for a couple of days and get a sure hundred bucks, <laughs> I mean, some people are going to do that too. What? Somebody says like on the off chance he decides to retire and become an accountant, you know, next Thursday. <laughs> well, I mean, this uh, that that leads me into something too. That now that you uh -oh. said that, it's like Andrew Luck. When he retired, people didn't realize. Remember when he stayed in school and got his architecture yep. degree, and that was something yeah. that was really important to him. And now he's sitting here laughing at all of us. Like <laughs> I'm good. Like I can go be an architect somewhere and almost make, not going to make NFL money, but I, sure. I can make a pretty damn good life for myself. It, and, and I'd imagine he's got the face and name to start his own firm and make plenty of money with sure. publicity. And everybody knows you know, he's he, smart too. So it's like, yeah, he. Exactly. He doesn't need to hire, you know, like a marketing firm or even like a marketing department, you know, <laughs> based off the last name, look, the the way that your dad played in the NFL, the way that, you know, you played. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All you got to do is stay in Indianapolis and start a firm there. Everybody will want to hire you for something. <laughs> so he's got that market on lock or either back in California. Was it was isn't he a California kid? Um. I don't know where he's originally from. Uh, Mike, probably a dumb question, but didn't Phils play for Irvin Meyer? No, he didn't. He played. He only played for Ryan Day because when he transferred from Georgia, Ryan Day was the coach, so he didn't get a he didn't get a taste of. Uh, mm. I I mean, if you really think about it, the influence of Urban Meyer on Ryan Day is really huge because um, they they kind of do things kind of similarly, similarly, <laughs> I can't say that <laughs> similarly. <laughs> um, yeah. Oliver played for the Oilers. Ah, Oliver Luck. Yeah. Okay. So it, I was just looking him up. So Andrew was actually born in DC, but then they moved That's back right. down to Houston. That's right. When, you know, so he, he went to high school in Houston yeah, I guess his dad decided that they were going to stay in Houston when they were the Oilers. So, mm -hmm. um, But no, he didn't play for Urban Meyer. Close, but no dice. He got the closest thing yeah. to Urban Meyer, though. Yeah. To be Ships to the night and kind of pass yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why Urban Meyer was going to bat for Ryan Day. Because you remember they had that whole controversy when he left. It was like, should we hire a new coach or that we're just going to go? I think he was the offensive coordinator at the time. 
And, uh, you know, Ryan Day took over and it was like, might as well. He's the next best thing to knowing that, that system. So everybody succeeds in Urban Meyer's system for the most part. And it's worked for them. I mean, they literally were one game off last, not last year, the year before. One, actually one throw off from being in the national championship two years in a row. So, yeah, that was a close one. I remember I was, uh, where was I at? I was in, uh, what weekend was that? That would have been, I can't even remember. It was like the first weekend in January, right? Yeah, I think I was in Virginia Beach. And me and my wife came back to the hotel after eating, and it was like the last quarter of the game, and we watched a full quarter, and then it was that last play. And we were just like, we were sitting on the edge of the bed and I remember him like just misthrowing. I think it was Chris Olave at the time. And it was just like, you knew he ran the wrong route and it was just, that was a heartbreaker right there. Oh, you know, it was the weekend after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It was like between Christmas and New Year's because it was a semifinal. Yeah. 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 That was, that was crazy. That was crazy. I knew he was going to be on a revenge tour this year though. Kind of, sort of, not really, but <laughs> they played Northwestern. He didn't play all that well, but I mean, if that was the worst game that you had was in the Big Ten Championship, you know. Yeah. Um, Trevor's from Georgia, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, that's the thing about, a lot of people don't talk about this, that's the thing about him and Justin Fields. They have a history together, you know, just from being from Georgia. Yeah. And going into this draft, another big story is like, should Justin be the overall number two? And it's, you know, all this time, if anybody's, you know, Trevor Lawrence came out and said he doesn't really have a chip on his shoulder. I mean, you shouldn't. The whole, your whole career, you've been number one in everything that you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he's, I guess people take offense to him having kind of a laid back attitude, but he's that confident. Like he's always been the best. Like, now I wonder what's going to happen when he steps into a situation where he's not the best. You know, like if he doesn't immediately have success in a place like Jacksonville, like how how's that going to go? Yeah, you know, that, that's. I'm just surprised at the off season that they had when it came to free agency that they they only they did a little bit with the a lot of money that they have sitting there, unless we're just not. I mean, of course, we, we're not in those conversations. There's so many different people sure. involved, you know. Waiting a, for post-draft, you know, post-June 1st cap deadlines, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's you like 700 them. to 800 yeah. employees that work for each team, which is almost as, you know, at one point was as big as the organization that we work for <laughs> not too long yeah. ago, you know. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, that it, it's crazy. That's That's a rivalry that I hope blossoms. You know, if Justin Fields does end up getting drafted to somewhere like the Broncos, that would, like, like, um, Shally was saying, that would be a very good, good situation for him overall, sure. uh, with all those weapons that are coming back in that defense. But I'd like to see that rivalry. What if he gets drafted to, I don't know, what if somebody from the AFC South ends up just trading up or something? What if, like, I don't know. The Titans just come out of nowhere and draft Justin Fields for whatever reason. <laughs> and then the other team, uh, it could happen. I mean, Ryan Tannehill gets traded to another team. If that happens, 
I swear to goodness, I'm turning the stream off and I'm just going to bed. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, guys, we'll talk about this some other time. <laughs> Man, something crazy is going to happen. Has to. Has to. This this year, I can't remember a draft ever being like this. This talk. I know. This is uh this is gonna be a fun. And I thought last year was up there, but yeah, with the way and remember Don said it last year, if you don't draft well, like the Dolphins was one of them. Yeah. And the Dolphins ended up winning ten games and they obviously yep. won, you know, the draft last year. Yep. It's like yeah. if you're not having a Dolphins year and you sucked last year, then there is just <laughs> there's just no way that you should even be a team anymore. Um yep. I mean, a lot of people are saying Miami's already won this draft just based on their pre-draft moves. I mean, the up and down of moving around and they're going to end up with a guy that they want at six or they could still move it again. Yeah, like, I feel like they're they're playing chess to everybody else's, yes. you know, playing checkers. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I got a question after I read these comments. Will Lawrence lose his strength after he cuts his hair? Well, not everybody's <laughs> Justin Herbert. <laughs> Um, it, I don't know. I, there was a scary picture of him photoshopped with short hair and it was Mac Jones <laughs> with long hair. And it was really weird because Mac Jones looked like a, a girl. It was it was really, really weird. Um, Justin Fields is low-key falling to Carolina. They would take him if that happens. Um, That would solve a lot of Carolina's problems, mm-hmm. kind of. At least they'll have... well. If they keep Teddy and they draft Justin Fields, then mm-hmm. it, that's if Sam Darnold does bad. Let's say week six, they're just like, I had enough of you throwing pick sixes the whole time. Teddy can step in for the rest of the season. Justin Fields will have a veteran to sit behind. Mm-hmm. And then when he's ready, even if they're if – they're, yeah. best case scenario for Justin Fields is if they have a losing season, kind of like with Jalen Hurts. If, he, if they have a losing season, then he comes in the last five games of the season, yeah. and they're just like one game off from making the playoffs, yeah. but it was because of him coming in and winning games. That would be the best-case scenario. I, I just don't see Carolina getting, getting taking a top-ten quarterback that's going to become the third stringer. You know, Bridgewater would move in, in at that point. I, I don't think they could bring him in as third on the death chart. I, I just don't see it. No, I mean I, it. It makes sense, but I mean he's a top ten pick, not right. The the Eagles overdrafting Jalen Hurts that should have been a third rounder in the second round, you know. Yeah, I, you know, and he was still second in line behind going into the season. The Eagles thought was you know going to be a healthy MVP candidate, Carson Wentz. They had no idea what they were in for. That's, so yeah, you know, a, a different situation. You know, I think you draft a quarterback top ten. You know, he's going to be competing in camp for the job. Yeah. My dad said they're going to draft an offensive tackle. I mean, based off our mock draft, we have Rashawn Slater going there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, I, mean, I think that's a – this is – and then – That's a safe – that's a And then if Sam pick. Darnold fails miserably, they'll probably have a top 10 pick in next year's draft. Yep. And they could try exactly. to find the next quarterback. Yeah. I don't – I honestly think – if Trey Lance is not there for Carolina, they should go off into tackle and get Rashawn yep, Slater. I agree. Um, but like I've been saying this whole time, I mean, we get on our mock draft collectively, we had Trey Lance going to the Falcons, even though all the mocks are saying that if Kyle Pitts is there, that they might take him. 
yeah, which, I which I think is a mistake. They should, yeah. they should, if Trey Lance or Justin Fields is there, you should pick them up. Now, question to you guys. This is what I was going to ask earlier before I, I was reading the comments, sure. and then I'll read them back again. So, taking Trevor Lawrence out of the equation, we got Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and um, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Right? Out of those four, who would be your bust and who would be <laughs> your short bet, like, if you were looking at it? And That's then easy. Just the, and just the other two. Or just, you know, they do whatever they're going to do. They're not going to necessarily yep. be bust. I don't know. See, I don't necessarily say that a bust is a backup. You know, like, I don't con right. I don't consider Teddy Bridgewater a bust. He's right. just a system quarterback that will win you games when he needs to. A bust to me is Ryan Leaf, of course. You start all these games and you throw more interceptions or you throw a touchdown. <laughs> so most Josh of the time. Rosen. Or Josh Rosen. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can't say that Teddy Bridgewater wasn't a disappointment. At its, I mean, Correct. he was drafted fifth overall. I mean, they thought, you know, he was going to be the guy. And he was good. And, I mean, he but was I mean, yeah, it, it, not that, I mean, he, he went through a horrible injury and he was pretty good pre-injury. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, you know, it's just, you know, not the perennial pro bowler that you hope you're drafting when you draft a quarterback at number five. Yeah. But I wouldn't call him a bust. I agree. A disappointment, not a, not a bust. You know. So who would be your bust out of those four? I mean, for me, the biggest bust potential is Zach Wilson. I mean, I think he's coming from a smaller, you know, quote unquote, smaller BYU. You know, you're just comparing him to the others, but yeah. Trey Lance, it, comes from a much smaller school obviously in uh, the one double a fcs but I, I just look at his game and who he's played against and who he's performed how he's performed in big games against tough opponents and they you know he he definitely has i feel like the potential to flop um who's who's got so who's i, I feel bet? like the sure bet for me is different than the highest ceiling you know, that the chance to be a star, you know, I feel like the sure bet is a guy like Mac Jones. Um, he's the most accurate, quick release. Obviously a smart guy, disciplined, played under Nick Saban. You know, I feel like he's going to be the closest thing to down the middle. He probably has the highest floor, but definitely not as high a ceiling as either Lancer Fields in my eyes. But, you know, the closest thing to... Yeah, you probably know what you're getting. All right. Don, who you got? Yeah, uh, Rob's spot on with Zach Wilson as the biggest bust potential. I mean, the stats back it up for his last two seasons. Last season, when he didn't have a lot of competition, he put up tremendous numbers. Got to give him credit for what he did. Mm -hmm. Got to give him credit for not having stars around him, per se. But True. the prior year when he played tougher competition, his numbers were average at best. And so I think he's stepping up into the pros. So the competition is changing, and I don't think he's going to adjust to it very well. So before you give me your sure bet, I just got to mm -hmm. go through the 2021 schedule. And this is why I said that they would have benefited from, like, not them particularly. Well, it is a team sport, right? But right. 
with Mac Jones being drafted or going to get drafted on number two overall and having the highest uh, bust potential, look at the teams they're about to play next year. Arizona Wildcats. They can be good. Right. Utah is always a top 10 always, team every, yep. every year. Arizona State. This is a team <laughs> we've been talking about for years. They're going to be stacked. Yes, they are. USF is no joke. They can they can win a game on you. Utah State, uh, that might be an easy win. Boise State depends on how they how they recruit it. Baylor, up and coming team that's been like that for like the last five years. They could easily lose that. Washington State is known to put up seventy points on people. They could yep. lose that one. Virginia, they play in the ACC. You know the and where, where are they playing at? Oh, they're going out to Utah. So they. BYU might win that one just based off of jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> Idaho State, easy win. Georgia Southern, that's a team that can upset you too. And then the last game of the season, they're playing the USC Trojans, which I don't see them winning. So with this schedule, I'd be surprised if they go, if, they're, if their record is higher than 500. But... I would love to see Zach Wilson come back and see if he can smash on these teams. Cause like exactly. that yeah. first that first four games is gonna be tough. I mean, you play Arizona, Pac 12, Utah, Pac 12, Arizona, Pac 12, you know? Yep. And then you play USF, you gotta go. Are they going to Florida? No, they're gonna be in Utah. So three of the four games they're playing in Utah. So now you have the advantage of playing at home. Wait, 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 wait. And then the Wildcats. When they play Arizona, they're playing in Las Vegas at a neutral site location, close to Utah. Mm. Well, I mean, Arizona is pretty close to to Las Vegas too. But sure, yeah, you know that's a tough schedule. You playing <laughs> three Pac twelve teams, and then you're going to go play USF. Yeah, come on, man. It would have benefited. It, well, well, I mean, if he's I mean, gonna get, it doesn't if matter though. Yeah, if he's going to get drafted second overall without having to prove it, right. I mean, good for him. You know? But if he's trash, <laughs> if he's trash, this conversation is going to come up. I almost guarantee this conversation is going to come up because he's definitely going to start for the Jets. I don't see no way oh, around yeah. it. If oh, you yeah. draft him second yeah. overall, he's a shoe in the start, right? Yep. But yeah. and they traded Sam Darnold. I mean, who else are they going to put in there? Yeah. So let me let me go to the comments. Well, I guess uh, Trubisky's there now, right? No, Trubisky's with Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, I knew I you got traded. Trubisky's the automatic Sorry. third stream because, like I said, they yeah. love Jake Fromm too. I mean, he, exactly. Right. They he's love already Jake got senior. They already got seniority, and Jake Fromm's no joke. I think he'd be, you know, somebody's got to get traded out of that situation. They have. The, I mean, yeah. there's never three like decent quarterbacks on a team. MVP, All on veteran contracts. Yeah, yeah. Jake Fromm <laughs> with potential. Mitch Trubisky showed that he has promise if he's in the right system. Sure. Yeah, he's trade fodder for sure this year for somebody. Um, my dad said, I'm not convinced of Lance. Hmm. So, oh, I'm, I forgot. Sorry, Don. Go ahead and get to your no, your, sorry. Your, your overall um, sure bet. Sure bet. Boy, this one's interesting because I'd have to bring out a, a 1 and a 1A. As much as I've talked about uh, Justin Fields going to the Niners at, at 3, I would say he's pretty much my sure bet. But I kind of agree with Rob as well. 
Mac Jones, but I think Mac Jones is a 1A in the right system. Right. Now, if he falls out of the top 10, like we were talking last week with Sally and, and the Pats come up and Belichick takes him at 11, 12, 13, somewhere there, he may be your next sure bet. So that that's kind of my one and one a so i'm gonna go through the quarterbacks and who they remind me of and then i'll give you okay i'm just gonna start I think, out i think you're gonna say one I, I, identical I, what i'm, I'm not even gonna compare him to a quarter i'm gonna compare him to sam darnold because i already did like zach wilson's gonna be the next bust it's quite obvious he's got the media behind him which is never good going into a draft right and he's got a team that's I'm, I'd be surprised if they didn't give him the playbook like they did with, with Trevor Lawrence. Give him a head mm-hmm. start. Yeah. Um, Trey Lance. So let's start with, start with Justin Fields because that's, okay. that's the one that's fresh in my mind. Based off of his th- – this is who he reminds me of, and this is going to be a little weird. And I'm not saying he reminds me of this person because I think he's going to be as good as him or even remotely has as much talent as his former quarterback. But just from the toughness factor, the throws that he makes, like the the fifty fifty balls that he makes that are accurate, right? I'm going. He reminds me of Andrew Luck a little bit. I was about to say that. I mean, it's it's a bold statement. Like, I I don't know that his ceiling is there, but the way he moves, uh huh, and his release and the way he you know like the throws he makes on the move, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I see a lot. Of, I see a lot of Andrew Luck in him, so that's that's who I'm going okay. with. Mac Jones, gosh, see Mac Mac Jones is special in his own right, right? But he rem, he reminds me of a legendary quarterback that's playing right now. <laughs> okay. Because if Mac Jones can do with good weapons like Tom Brady did with Randy Moss, he's a Tom Brady type of dude. Yeah. Mm. Um, he's super not the accurate. Mo- super yeah. accurate. He's got a got a huge arm, and he's very he's very deceiving when he throws. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't look at him and think that he's going to be like just slice you up. But he's and you smart. think he has the intangibles? You know, like leading an elite group. You know, like being the guy in front. Seventy-seven point four completion percentage is a smart player. Re- I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Never hurts the team, you know. Right. The, the other cop I was thinking of for Lance was um, Ryan Tannehill. Mm. Where I just the next closest where because I was hesitant to call him Andrew Luck just because of how good Andrew Luck is or was. Yeah. Um, kind of the next closest, you know, just similar that I he can that. turn it up, turn it up field when he wants to. You know, you kind of look at those kind of similarities yeah i i see what you're saying um and then i'm gonna head over to to trey lance so trey lance is an interesting one because he's like a frankenstein of a lot of people yeah he does a lot of stuff really well and i of course we're not in the north dakota state area we we don't see a lot of their games we don't see the bisons play a lot and plus they they play one game last season i believe uh yeah but trey Trey lance didn't play at all yeah Um, and then now, obviously, they're playing spring ball. Yeah. Like this, the, the FCS season. So, with that being said, Trey Lance reminds me of 
the athleticism, not of Cam Newton, but as of Ryan Tannehill. Because Ryan Tannehill is very athletic, and people don't give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Okay. So he, and he's got the build of a Ryan Tannehill too. So he's kind of like Ryan Tannehill meets, I want to say, meets like the arm strength of like a Kirk Cousins. I don't want to call him Colin Kaepernick. Like, I feel like he might be better than that, but he's, he's, I can tell you right now that, that Trey Lance is better decision maker. (laughs) Well, he's not a run first quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. He uses, he uses his feet when he has to. That's what I like. That's why I think like, uh, even though I like the Justin Fields comparison going to the Patriots, I kind of like Trey Lance going to the Patriots even more because not only does Belichick get kind of a shoe in with Cam Newton this year and seeing, oh, this is what I can do with a quarterback that can run. That can run. Yep. But now you, if you draft somebody like Trey Lance, then you can experiment all over the place because the kid is so talented at a, at a lot of different things. I think overall in this draft, the the I'll put it like this. Zach Wilson's my bust, but I think Trey Lance himself, he has... He's probably the most sure bet just because you can do so many things with him. And I think kind of like Justin Fields in his own right, I mean, he's not he's not going to run first either, but I feel like he's not as elusive as what a Trey Lance could be. But I think Trey Lance's short game is more accurate than Justin Fields, if that makes sense. I, I, watch, I watch a lot of his throws, and it's like the dude is more deadly – in the middle of the field, which is where a bunch of his throws are going to go. Um, and then also, he's really smart. He doesn't take a lot of hits either. I mean, he's kind of got Russell Wilson factor right there too. I mean, he's not going to get hit a lot. He He's going to throw the ball out a lot. And I think I think um, Bill Belichick's going to like that about somebody like Trey Lance is because he's going to play smart. He's going to get rid of the ball when the, when the play is not there. So to me, it's like my short bet is probably Trey Lance, and it's – it hurts me to put him there, but like he's just the safest bet out of everybody that I mentioned because Mac Jones has his problems. I mean, Justin Fields has his, uh, even though I hate to say it, he does have his issues too in a lot of areas, but the ceiling for Justin Fields is way higher than Trey Lance, but Trey Lance mm-hmm. is like, if I got to choose between mm-hmm. Mac Jones and, and Justin Fields and I need to start a team right now, who do I think can win football games, but is also going to play smart until I can find that guy that's going to. And like my dad said, Trey Lance didn't didn't carry North Dakota State. That's very true. But true. he didn't turn the ball over a lot either. Right. But it, I always take, you know, everything FCS with a grain of salt. Sure. I mean, there are great quarterbacks that come out of there. It's just how how good defenses did you play? You know, like what kind of competition did you actually have you know how much time did you have in the pocket and that's what i'm saying how much easier was it for him as the fastest guy on the field to run 15 times for 140 yards as the quarterback you know and i i just looked at he played one game in 2020 you're right they they played um central arkansas and and, (laughs) yeah and, and he did he had 15 rushes for 143 yards and two touchdowns yeah 
But, that's, yeah, that's just him playing patty cake with the other team. Like, exactly. Like it, instead of taking a sack, he takes off, and then he's just faster than everybody on the field. Right. So, I'm going to rank pro days from those three as well. So then you kind of get an idea because Trey Lance's pro day was probably the best. And then I got to put probably Justin Fields is up there in second. I mean, he's like almost tied with first. Then I got to put Kellen Mond as like the third. And then Mac Jones at like the four. Because Kellen Mond's pro day, I'm telling you, people, people are sleeping on Kellen Mond, man. I know I've been saying this for a while, but I've, like Don said, if, if he goes, if he doesn't get drafted in the first round, which he won't, him and Rondell Moore are going to be two second round steals for a team. And it's yep. going to be insane. And then everybody's going to be like, wow, didn't nobody scout Kellen Mond? I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's head over to the comments. Bridgewater is solid, man. I like I like the guy. He just doesn't have the killer instinct. He's steady, though. Neither does Sam Darnold. And Teddy Bridgewater had a better season than Sam Darnold. You guys literally traded for a worse quarterback statistically. <laughs> yes. I mean, let's see. Uh Fields has the most potential. The other three quarterbacks are just blah to me. I've been a Bridgewater fan. That was my dad saying that. Mac Jones is ready to win now on a good team. Ready to be a pro, but isn't going to blow you out the water. High floor, low ceiling. Exactly. Mm. Okay. He, it, he does have a big time arm. I mean, the way he overthrows guys, you can see he's got the cannon, but. Mac, I, I agree with that. Yeah, Mac Jones to me is one of so, so Mac Jones is probably the most interesting quarterback in the draft. Like to think about it, because it's like, like I said to you guys last show, if you had Mac Jones that had all those weapons on the team and he was to do worse, then everybody'd be like, mm, Mac Jones is not really that good because all the weapons right. that he has. But then right. he did so well and was the most efficient quarterback mm-hmm. in history over um Tua and now everybody's like oh, I don't think he's that good so it's like he's he's literally losing the uh, think about it guys he's literally losing a battle when he's already proved that he can be good I mean what else do you expect I would be like what else y'all expect from me and then the pro day just did not make make anything better with him overthrowing his receivers but Scouting quarterbacks, like I said, I'd rather you overthrow somebody by a mile than throw an interception. And Zach Wilson is going to throw a lot of interceptions. Yes, so it's like, yeah. I, it's like, what do you do? You know, I, I mean, if I was Mac Jones, I'd be frustrated. If he gets drafted at third and then he ends up being good, then a lot of people are going to be like, I mean, it's not like you can go back to his Alabama days and be like, well, I, I didn't know he was going to be that good because, no, he already showed you he could be that good with the weapons that were there. And now he's going to NFL guys that should be a lot of Devontae Smiths and a lot of Jalen Waddles. I mean, theoretically, um, Baylor lost Matt Rule, though. Yeah, also Temple lost Matt Rule, too. But right. Matt Rule's yeah. not helping himself out by drafting all defensive players either <laughs> i'm just, just being I, real I, with you. I don't think that'll be the case this year no I hope not north dakota <laughs> two state, years in a row would be a bit much north dakota state team made lance who he is that whole team out calibered all the other fcs team but they always do um i see what you're saying though yeah. did you think mac mac had a good pro day overall i mean if i had to rank mac 
Max Pro Day, it's not going to be as high as Trey Lance's, but it's not going to be as low as Trevor Lawrence's to me. Trevor Lawrence's is like, he didn't even need to try as hard. That's what it seemed like. Either he was doing, like trying his best and making all the tough throws. But like I said, that release is a concern for me. But uh, I, I think Max Pro Day was like a C at best. I mean, you... I look you you just got to look back at the tape. He played SEC schools all last year and won a national right. championship yep. and did what he was supposed to do with the weapons that he has. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, it's so hard to scout him because it's like you did what you were supposed to do, but we still don't trust you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> it's like you being married to a woman for 50 years and she never cheats on you, never gave you an inclination, always, you know, helped you pay the bills, did everything she was supposed to do. And the only thing is, is she's like on a six out of 10 on the, on the scale of, of beautifulness, right? I think I just made up a word, but, but if that's the only knock word. against her and this like Mac Jones, the only knock against him is he overthrows receivers. Then that's like, it's, that's not fair. Like he put in the work. The only thing that he didn't do yet is get to the league. Uh, Fat man 10 is real. What's up, dude. Thanks for coming through. Um, I could see Mon going to the football team in the second round. He's going. Uh, yeah, I'm telling yeah, you. If, yeah, early second yeah. round. If the Patriots are there, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna grab him. Don, I got a uh, a Kellen Mon stat for you. Okay. He was uh, one of three SEC players ever to throw for more than nine thousand yards and rush for more than fifteen hundred. Nice. Tim Tebow and Dak Prescott are the other two. Okay. Wow. How about that? How about that? Give okay, it kill him on. I mean, that's that Jimbo Fisher A&M, you know? But think about all, in the regards to how good they've done. 9,000 yards. How bad they've done. Think yeah. about all the quarterbacks from Florida State that end up going to the league. Christian Ponder. Um, EJ Manuel, which I was never a fan of EJ Manuel. Um, who else is there? Jameis Winston. These are all mm -hmm. Jimbo Fisher quarterbacks. Jimbo Fisher quarterback factory. But Kellen Mond has the most talent out of all of them. And that's scary. <laughs> so if he ends up doing well, put some respect on his name. Uh, I'm not a Matt Rule fan either. Rule and Herney had a weird first year draft over Zoom because of COVID. Now he gets the draft. That don't make any that don't make a difference. Just because you're on a Zoom call making draft picks, don't mm -hmm. I, I can't I just can't imagine that they were looking at a draft board. And saying, the whole draft, all defensive guys, if they're there. <laughs> I can't imagine that happening. Some, I don't know. It must have just been like, we literally, they drew the short end of the stick on every single player that they wanted to get. And for them not to draft Isaiah Simmons last year is a travesty. Yes. Because yeah. Isaiah Simmons is going to be good this year. I mean, he started. He started to show like at the end of, I know, you know, they didn't really know what they wanted to do with them. They were moving around to like edge and linebacker and safety. They didn't, but that was what he did at Clemson. I mean, how can you blame him? But now I think he's going to be safety for him this year, and him and uh, Buda Baker. That's going to be fun to watch. Yep. If Buda Baker, he ain't got the feeties though. Getting <laughs> <laughs> chased down like by DK. <laughs> Uh, dude, he came in so late. Herney was calling most of it. I'm telling you, that's why he got fired. 
Nah, Brown is a god. Oh, you talking about um, what's his name from Auburn that they drafted? Big boy, last name Brown. Yeah, I, I, he's. I, I don't think he's a god. <laughs> you guys got a lot of a lot of guys. Derek Brown. I think you guys got a lot yeah. of players that that overshadow Derek Brown and his. He has potential, but that's like, what was the one guy that you were talking about the one time, Don? He was a D tackle, and he's just been okay. He hasn't really lived up to his potential yet. Mm. How long ago? It was like two years ago, and he's just been okay for a team. God, I can't remember his name. Uh, Brown turned well, out to be. I remember we talked about Quinn and Williams. Quentin Williams is actually – He's been doing pretty decent. He, he, it, it took him that one year. Yeah, it did. I think that's I think that's who it was, Quentin Williams okay. on the Jets. Derrick Brown could be like Quentin Williams, but he's going to need to step it up. You got a lot of other superstars around you, Brian Burns and, you know, all those guys. That's Jeremy Chin. Um – I like to see Gross Matos do something this year. That was, um, we'll, we'll see. You guys got the pieces in place. I mean, you drafted all defensive players. Isaiah Simmons, Miss still makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, he's he's gonna be a beast. He's gonna be so good. Um. But yeah, guys, any other questions for us before we wrap up? We wanted to make this kind of a, a short night. This has been fun, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool little chat. I like it. A David Tepper fact. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little more on uh, Kellen Mond. Let's see. He had 40-plus he had career starts. You know, he started all four years in the SEC. He, in his first three years, he played against 20 defensive first-round picks. So he's playing against some of the best D linemen and players in the league. So he he's shown his whole career against the best defenses in the country. Yeah. Now, I mean, again, AM didn't have a whole lot of success winning ball games, but you know, he he's seen everything that he needs to see to be good at the next level. You know, it, somebody that gets him between, you know, thirty three and fifty is gonna be, you know, in a good place. Yeah. It's it's gonna be interesting for sure. Um, I just hope he goes somewhere that's that's actually going to utilize his talent. Because if they don't, you're With not doing thirty seventh pick. The Eagles select, and <laughs> did you want to watch the city burn down? <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> so before we go, what's what's our bold prediction for the draft? Just to get, just to get it, just to get it on uh on record. It doesn't have to be related to your mock draft, but what could you see happening that we in the draft that might shock everybody. Um, I think you might see one of those two receivers below chase drop a little bit more than people are thinking they will. There's a lot. I mean, between the corners, the tackles, some of these other guys, I think Devonte Smith showed that he's only 160 pounds and people say, well, do you want a weightlifter? Do you want a football player? But, I think that's going to scare off some teams. He he might end up closer to 15 than people think. Wow. So you think Devontae Smith would go in a going to going to drop a little bit. Wow. Yeah, you know, more than more than more than people are thinking. You know, there's there's some teams that are going to overlook him and take 
the next best player available. Right. Don, what you got? What's, what's your bold prediction? There is Anything is really, possible on this draft, man. It's really weird. <laughs> I, I'll throw one way out in left field here. Not Don't expect it to happen, but I have to say it because of what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year, Dante was all on Jalen Hurts. Maybe Jalen will go here. Maybe Jalen will go here. Maybe Jalen will go here. And boom, the Eagles took him. Yep. And the guy he's been talking a lot about this year, a lot, not not constantly, is Justin Fields. And now there's talk about the Eagles wanting to trade back up. Mm-hmm. So will the curse of Dante hit the Eagles, <laughs> and will the Eagles take Justin Fields? <laughs> I, I could 100% see them moving up to eight or nine. Yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't see it happening, but they, I can't resist that because you know they want to get back ahead of the Cowboys and Giants that are picking yes. at ten and eleven right in exactly. front of them. Exactly, exactly. But if they do move up and Fields is there, that oh. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you a two way prediction here. All right, because you know I gotta spice it up before we leave. Cottrell, I absolutely agree with you. So with that being said, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I think the Patriots got the the fourteenth pick, I believe, or the fifteenth. Look, let's look real quick. Make sure my facts are right. Oh, they're definitely going to move. That's for sure. Draft order. I don't think they're going to move. I think they're going to stay where they're at. But I'll tell you who they're going to get, and it's going to shock everybody. Okay. Uh, yeah, pick fifteen. The fifteenth with the fifteenth yeah. pick in the two thousand twenty one <laughs> draft, the New England Patriots select. Rondell Moore. <laughs> and then in the second round, they're going to draft Kalen, Kalen Mon, or Kellen Mon. And then that's going to be a wrap with the Patriots. <laughs> they pick 46 in the second round. That's right about where yeah. Mon could fall. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's that's my bold prediction right there. <laughs> Ooh, that that would like be crazy. I'm a, I'm a big Rondell Moore fan. Everybody knows this. Yeah. Dude, that's I, good. That dude is the most underrated pick in this draft. But uh, everybody, it was fun yeah. uh, hanging out with you for an hour today. But uh, check us out on Thursday. My man Cottrell is in the chat. He'll be with us on Thursday. Our guy Gene and Shelly from Wire to Wire Podcast. We're going to do a watch party. This should be uh, super fun. Don's going to be out at a remote location with our buddy Randy. Right. At, yeah, uh, I'll, be in, uh, I'll be in Oxford, Pennsylvania at the Maroon Hornet Comic and Collectible Shop. After hours with Randy. Yep. So I, I probably have my cousins over. I don't I don't think they watch football all too much, so they'll just be chilling <laughs> with you. But uh I expect some some fireworks to happen. But uh if you guys want to see some some crazy reactions that I think are gonna happen, I mean if Mac Jones gets chosen at third, Gene's gonna lose his marbles. <laughs> I'm not gonna be too happy either. Really. <laughs> but uh, this is the uh, East Coast Great Iron Podcast, episode 15. Signing out. Uh, make sure you check us out on YouTube, iTunes, Spot, uh, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Be sure yes. to share out, um, and we'll be putting this episode up. Uh, you guys should see it tomorrow on the on the YouTube channel. So. Uh, See you guys on Thursday. Appreciate you, Slay. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Cottrell, everybody else. uh, Thanks for joining along. Thank you. We'll, We'll see you later. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the East Coast Gridiron Podcast. 
Find us on all your favorite music and podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For all the latest news and updates, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by going to eastcoastgridiron.com. 